Hey, welcome to Oklahoma Strains, and I'm going to start it off with a, uh, well, shit. My executive producer was supposed to be available at 2 o'clock to record an episode with me. I picked this material specifically for him, and, uh, it's 6 after, and I cannot get a hold of him, so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I'm going to start, um... Hunting through active people on my Facebook right now and just randomly asking them if they want to be on podcast. So let's see how that goes and let's see who our uh, co host ends up being today. <laughs> oh my god, this is fucking ridiculous. Sorry about that. <laughs> this morning. Nice. Yes. So, hey, welcome to Oklahoma Strange. Today, my co-host is. You introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. He's my executive producer. Um, hey. he. Yay! I'm wearing a shirt that he bought me. Kyler's Closet Celery Juice. Oh, yeah, it's from, uh, from, uh, from another, from another, from another, from another podcast that we listen to. Yes, from a different podcast that we listen to. Um, so, today's topic is gonna be murder. Yay! <laughs> yes, we're both pretty big fans of the Small Town Murder podcast. Also, so hey, two shout outs to two other podcasts already. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they're yeah, the people who do Small Town Murder also do the podcast Crime and Sports, which is kind of like Small Town Murder just with famous not even famous sometimes <laughs> sports <laughs> figures <laughs> instead of small towns. Um Okay, so today we're going to get a lot of panhandle behavior vibes, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so <laughs> to start off, I've got a little bit of information for you. Between the year 2000, the years 2000 and 2019, 4,177 murders occurred in Oklahoma. The worst year was uh, 2019, and 249 people were killed. Yay! That's super fun, right? Wow! That's, yeah, that's a lot of people. Uh, especially for how small Oklahoma is. Um, yeah. <coughs> so we're going to start off with a politician being murdered. Are you excited? Yes, I love murder. <laughs> okay, so uh, Mark... Costello was born in 1955 in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's the home of my favorite person on the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Pioneer woman? Street Drummond and her dead cowboys on a ranch. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so he was born in Bartlesville. Uh, he went to the University of Kansas. He married Kathy Sir 
Cirque in 1982. They had five kids. He founded AMCAT, which is uh, the American Computer and Telephone Company in 1991. And then he uh, also founded USA Digital Communications in 1997. So he seems pretty intelligent. Whoa. Yes, he was the Oklahoma Labor Commissioner, actually. He identified Whoa. as... Yeah, he identified as pro-life, Catholic, Republican, and he was a member of the NRA. Sounds <laughs> like a gun-counting, God-scaring man. Indeed. So... Sounds like most of the moment, to be honest. Right. Uh, along with being the labor commissioner, he established a non-profit advocacy, advocacy group, uh, a in opposition to the public employee unions. So he's anti-union and that kind of sucks. Um, and he fought against federal regulations on farms. Those are like his two noteworthy things he did. Um, on August 23rd, 2015, Costello was stabbed to death by his son in an Oklahoma City Brahms parking lot. Okay, so Brahms is like an Oklahoma restaurant chain that is like dairy based they're known for their you ice cream like the drink like like milkshakes <laughs> they're really rum like the alcohol no is brahms like with a b brahms oh brahm okay and uh they only like they're only in oklahoma really because they refuse to deliver their fresh milk and ice cream and stuff more than like 150 miles for it from any one of their farms i think is what it is because they don't want the milk to like sour and shit oh, so, that's so cool. yeah i worked at one when i was 16 um anyway <laughs> his son christian had his son christian who uh stabbed him repeatedly uh had a history of mental illness and while he was arrested he was found not guilty by reason of insanity According to the Oklahoman, yeah, well, according to the Oklahoman, Christian told the judge, quote, the death of Mark, Mark Costello is part of destiny's plan. Destiny is God and the devil and everything. I worship destiny. So that's how you get a not, re <laughs> not guilty by reason of insanity uh, verdict <laughs> right there. He is likely to spend the rest of his life in a state psychiatric facility in Venita, Oklahoma, which is where my mom's family is from, actually, for treatment cool. of schizophrenia. Yeah, so uh, if you say some, like, straight-up crazy things to the judge and you look like you're being completely serious and by all accounts that is what you believe, yeah, you should probably yeah, that's, get a... Uh, they'll, they'll probably send you to, uh, they'll probably send you to the, uh... The, uh, crazy place. Yeah, the loony bin. I've been there. It's not too bad. I guess... I couldn't think of the other word. I guess I haven't been to, like, a state, like, um, psychiatric facility, like, one that's for, like, people through the court. But I've been to a hospital before, and it's not super terrible, like, they just don't let you take your blanket out of the room, but they keep the whole place, like, 58 degrees. It's very rude. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that is literally the temperature of my room. 
<laughs> so another fun fact because it kind of plays into the next story i have is oklahoma has had 174 serial murders occur since 1900 so that's people murdered by serial killers that's not active serial killers although like our per capita, like, number of serial killers is really creepy. If anyone wants to give that a look-see at SueColetta.com, whoo! That'll, like, make oh, your blood, like, give you some chills. Um, so, I'm pretty sure that people from Oklahoma are gonna know this name as soon as I say it, but Roger Dale Stafford was born November 4th, 1951, um, I could not find much about his life before 1978 when he murdered the Lorenz family and six sirloin stockade employees. Um, but I do know that his killing career started January 12th, 1974 with Jimmy Earl Barry. He shot Barry four times while robbing the McDonald's he w Barry was an assistant manager at in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. For $1,390. That seems like some panhandle behavior to me. Like, I'm going to shoot you four times for less than $1,400. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, the murder robbery in Muscle Shoals was actually unsolved until 1978 when Stafford's wife implicated him because of the Oklahoma murders. Her name is Verna, by the way, because she comes up a couple more times. So, the Oklahoma murders happened June 22nd, 1978. Verna flagged down the Lawrence family on I-35 near Purcell, Oklahoma. That's down in southern Oklahoma, in case you're wondering. Um, in the Lorenz's car was Melvin, who was 38, Linda, who was 31, and Melvin's wife. Um, and then their son, Richard, who was 12. When the Lorenzes stopped to help, Stafford robbed them and murdered all three family members. Stafford was aided... Wow. Yeah, he was aided in this by his brother, Harold. Three weeks <coughs> after murdering that whole family, he murdered six employees at a Sirloin, Sirloin Stockade restaurant in Oklahoma City during another robbery. Kinda seems like robbery is just his excuse to murder, but like, okay. Right? Like, all these robberies, he's killing, like, everyone who's there, and that seems more like murder than robbery to me. Like, <clears throat> so, only six days- it sounds like robbery is just a bullshit excuse he uses to get into their yeah, less than a week after killing the Sirloin Stockade employees, uh, Stafford's brother Harold died in a motorcycle accident, and police got a lead when a woman went to see Harold's body. Turns out the woman was Verna, who quickly told police more than they needed to know to arrest Roger. So she ended up implicating him in 34 murders across seven different states. Wow. Yeah. Um, October 17th, 1979, Roger Dale Stafford was convicted of all nine murders in Oklahoma and was sentenced to death. 
Uh, July 1st, 1995, he was executed, and in his final moments, he spoke in tongues to his third wife, which is super, super fun. What was the last meal? I didn't get to see it! I couldn't no! find it! I know! I know! Damn I knew it. you were gonna ask, too. Damn it! But I do know that a few weeks after he was, um executed, the assistant attorney general, Sandy Howard, received a $5 sirloin stockade gift certificate with, quote, hey, you got away with it. I am murder and you helped do it. I am innocent and you know it. Signed Roger Dale Stafford 103767. So he got that in the mail weeks after he executed the guy. The most they ever got... Yeah, the most information they got about that was uh, the certificate was purchased in El Reno, which is outside of Oklahoma City, a little west, um, and yeah. mailed from McAllister two days after Stafford was executed. So he wasn't sending creepy stuff from beyond the grave. He just wanted people to think so. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty fun one. I know that, like, I kind of breezed through it, but... I couldn't find anything about the guy from before he started murdering. Like, there was nothing about who his parents were or, like, where he grew up or any of that. So... Yeah. That's, I mean... It's really hard to find. With, uh, with, like, these lesser-known serial killers is that... I mean, and, and now, now he's dead. Like, we can't even ask him. Right. <laughs> Which sucks. So, we're going to go from, we're going to go from a serial killer to another patricide where a guy kills his dad, but there's a fun little twist. Uh, Gregory W. Canatus was 20 and living in a Midwest City apartment, which is part of Oklahoma City Metro. Um, It's just a little bit east of Oklahoma City. Um, anyway, so he was living there with his 41-year-old father, Theodore, in 1977. A lot of this takes place in the 70s, because apparently there was, like, no law. Like, people just didn't give a shit. Super crazy. Um, so on May 5th, neighbors noticed they hadn't seen Theodore in a while, and they called police to do a welfare check. Nobody answered the door, so the police kicked it in, because they had reason to believe he may have been in distress from a fall or a heart attack or, you know... Anything like that. So yeah. instead of finding um, a person or people, they found blood everywhere. Uh, they saw what appeared to be human muscle and a couple of hands in the refrigerator. There was also human in a skillet on the stove. Oh, wonderful. So they're ser- so obviously they're searching for Theodore and Greg and several hours later they found oh. greg wandering aimlessly quote looking dazed um they took him to the station oh. yeah they took him to the station and greg confessed to stabbing dismembering and cooking his father after an extra bad fight he told cops he quote didn't want to waste good meat end quote yeah uh... Well, he also 
told police that his father tasted like steak. <laughs> it, so a psych evaluation was ordered and it was determined Greg was schizophrenic and had paranoid delusions. All charges were dropped due, due to his inability to competently stand trial. So he went to a psychiatric facility. In 1995, he was temporarily released from the mental health facility in Norman, um, which is uncomfortably close to where I am, and I think it may have been the hospital I was actually in <laughs> that I referred to earlier. Oh, um, he got a job as a grocery bagger until the DA questioned his competency for trial, which is pretty terrible. The guy was obviously suffering, and even if they found the right meds and therapy, he has to stay in the hospital to avoid prison for something he did while out of his mind. But, you know, yeah. Oklahoma. I mean, I, uh, when, when somebody who is mentally ill kills somebody, it's always difficult to, like, I don't know, like, they, obviously they should not be in prison because that is horrible. Prison um, is a horrible place. I mean... it And it's... It would be one thing if prisons were actually for rehabilitation, like in almost every other country on the planet. But here yeah. it is not about rehabilitation. It is strictly punishment, and they will punish you as many ways as they can while you're in there also. Like, they want to write you up as many times as possible while you're an inmate so that they can keep you in there longer and keep their free labor. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, prisons are bullshit. Prisons are bullshit. American prisons are bullshit. Yeah, American <laughs> prisons are bullshit. Not all prisons are bullshit. So, I have one more for you. Uh, do awesome. You, do you know where the phrase going postal comes from? Um, I assume it comes from a post office worker who went batshit crazy and murdered, murdered a shit ton of people? Correct! Uh, and that actually happened in Edmond, Oklahoma, the town that I went to high school in. <laughs> oh. Yes, um, yeah, they're, Edmund's, Edmund's a special type of place. So, so Patrick Henry Sherrill was a U.S. Post, uh, postal worker in Edmund. He was also an alleged peeping Tom and stalker. Um, apparently the kids called him Crazy Pat and mocked him. Um, Cheryl was reprimanded for, um, deliberately misdirecting mail and, quote, outbursts towards co-workers, um, on August 19th. And he oh, threatened boy. revenge, um, two other times after being disciplined at work. Yeah, so, I it's, it's coming, it's coming. I, I, um... If I was, if I was, um, if I was out looking the situation, I would say Batman is going to eat the snap very soon, and it's going to be not good. Well, you know, hindsight is also twenty twenty. So he claimed he was mistreated yeah. on that day when he was uh, reprimanded for misdirecting mail and his outbursts and all that. 
And the next day, August 20th, 1986, he arrived at work with two mailbags containing two or three Colt 45s, depending on the source, and a Ruger. Um, he shot two people outside the post office, then he just walks in, shot several more people. While employees and patrons fled, uh, he went searching around the office for more people to shoot. Uh, he was shooting people under desks. He shot people multiple times, even though they were definitely dead. Um, then he took out a pistol and shot himself. Fun fact, uh, my fiancé, Mike, his mom is a post office worker, and apparently she worked in this building and actually worked in the office where he shot the last person, is what, they're say is what they told her when she was leaving anyway. Um, Spilene... His mom survived. He, he didn't. Uh, oh, she wasn't there for this. Mother? She wasn't there for this. Oh, that's good. This was good. after that. She was working there, um, and she didn't realize that she was working in that building. <laughs> so, when she was leaving, they told her that her office was the office that he shot himself in, or something along those lines. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what's really fun is that Edmund Police spent 45 minutes trying to talk to Cheryl, unaware he was very, very dead. Huh. Wow. So, yeah. He killed 14 people and injured six more. Um, and he supposedly stalked one person that worked there, but I couldn't find any details on that. Um, the Edmund Post Office shooting still ranks 10th deadliest, uh ranks as the 10th deadliest massacre committed by a single gunman in U.S. history. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then we also have, up, yeah, we still have the largest domestic terrorist attack in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City still holds that record also. Yeah. Um. Uh, you want to know a fun fact? Yes. Uh, Columbines happened a week before I was born. Oh, snap. Yeah. Wow. It happened, uh, it happened on 420, uh, 420, 1999, and I was born on 42799. I forget how young you are. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I, But then, but see, and then I wake up and my back hurts, and then I, 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 I'm young, but I've got, I've got the body and the back, the, the knees and the back of a 90-year-old. Thanks, mother. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I have <laughs> I have a fun fact to lighten the mood. Actually, it's an Oklahoma oh, law. Yeah. All right, uh, people who make ugly quote ugly faces at dogs can be fined and or jailed in Oklahoma. So you can so you can go to jail just for like sticking your tongue out at a dog. Yes, if they want to. Like I I've never heard of anybody actually getting like charged with it, but apparently it is a misdemeanor in Oklahoma to make ugly faces at a dog. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. That's a weird law. And, um, I think this, this, this was in Florida, of course. They made, um, they made, like, uh, computers illegal in an internet cafe. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It's illegal to go whaling in Oklahoma in a landlocked okay. state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
So that was today's episode. What do you think? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I liked the patricide, personally. I don't know, I may have some personal <laughs> things to work through with that. But the whole killing and eating dad thing was very interesting to me. Just because they had an extra bad fight. <laughs> like, yeah. If I did that to my dad after extra bad fights, like, he would have been non-existent after my age of, like, seven, when I was, like, seven. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of glad that my dad spent most of my life growing up uh, working. Because I think we'd, we'd, even, we'd even have a shittier relationship than we do. Yeah. Well. You know. <laughs> Dads. Uh, Somebody's got to give you trauma. If da- Somebody's got to give you trauma, exactly. <laughs> May as well be dear old dad. <clears throat> no. But hey, he's made me the wonderful, protective man I am today. So there you go. So, um, anyway, there's that episode knocked out. It really is right. Uh, um, people who've been, um, well, traumatized either go one or two ways. They're either super protective or they do it themselves. And I really don't want to. I don't want to rape my children like this. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Being a parent now is wild. Because, like, I didn't do the whole, like, grow my own. Like, I was just, like, had a child thrusted upon me because I fell yeah. in love with a guy. I actually had two thrusted upon me. So but that was you've fun. Been, knowing you, I'm sure you've been a great, uh, you've been a great, um, step parent to them. Thank you. Um, I have a really fun story that I hope kind of goes with Oklahoma Strange. So we've been listening to Amigo the Devil a lot, and there's a song about one kind of people in this world, and the song is like, people who die, 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 and the other day it came on while I was taking him to his mom's house, and he just started singing along with it. world <laughs> yeah. anyway so that's the episode yay thank you so much for listening to oklahoma strange you can find us on instagram at oklahoma strange pod you can fi- find us on facebook at oklahoma strange um i do have a tiktok but it's not really oklahoma strange related at slam dance noodle um And, yeah, I don't do Twitter well, so we don't have a Twitter. So, yeah, if you want to donate, our cash app tag is Oklahoma Strangers. And you can email us your cool Oklahoma stories at strangeoklahoma at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know. Or if you want to schedule a time to be a co-host, you can email me there as well. So, have a good one. And stay strange.